0: the first in a united competition since 92-93.
1: Well, Roosters fans, this time last week, we talked about being a great time to be a Rooster. As if Rugby League in 2020 hasn't got enough to deal with. The cardboard cut-out crowds, the playing surfaces come into question, hot dog men going broke across the nation, and of course, we lose our two dynamic young lock and young hooker in Victor Radley and Sammy Verrills. Well, Coach Robinson was relaxed and smiling in the box, and it was four zip after six minutes, courtesy of tonight's special guest, the BMOZ. Then disaster struck and Roosters fans commiserated as one the season-ending injury to our dynamic and much-loved Victor, the inflictor, Radley. Well, it wasn't all doom and gloom because at 17 minutes, one of the best tries of the season with a magnificent try for Joey onto Jared and now we own the term the no-look flick. Well, then disaster struck again when we lost Sammy Verrills to the same injury as Victor, proving it's never a good time to lose a classy hooker. The Dragons threw everything Mary had to offer and took the early lead after halftime as play resumed. It was Dragons 12, Roosters 10. Well, in our team especially, when your back's against the wall, we look to our leaders to get you through and get us through, they did. Some Keary brilliance took the lead back, some cordner toughness playing with his head half ripped off and taped up like a leaking tap. Got us going forward. Of course, the ever-reliable co-captain, Frendy, proving it was another great night to be a Rooster. Jared and Siwa leading from the front in metres and minutes, showing that's Rooster's footy, baby. Rooster's 26, Dragon's 12. That's our fifth straight victory, Silky, and it's still a great time to be a Rooster. Welcome. To Roosters Radio. It's round eight this week and how excited are we as Roosters fans?
2: Yes, that's right Bush. Hello and welcome to this episode of Roosters Radio and of course plenty of talking points out of last Friday's match. But Bush, we've got a big show this week. First time making his debut on Roosters Radio. The one and only, the mercurial Moz Brett Morris. Fresh off a hat trick of tries there last Friday night. Can't wait to speak to him. Yeah, Silky,
1: fan favourite, crowd favourite. He's been there last year, won a grand final. He's done everything in the game. He's from Roosters, uh, which we're going to call it royalty and uh, Slippery Morris, who come out here in 1987 when you were the actual ball boy there and, and you had a great time with Slippery. So really interested to chat to BMOZ. We've thrown some questions out to the fans. It's been huge and it's been so engaged. Really looking forward to having BMOZ on. But Silky, what a game Friday night. We talk about leadership at our coach, Trent Robinson, and his level I don't know what he said to him at half time, but what I do know is they went out and performed what an amazing victory if you consider the meters that Jared and CY played up front, the class of Kiri, everything we said in the intro, Boydie Cordner, his face is hanging off from that awful head clash. I mean, wow. JWH, two
2: hundred and thirty three meters, forty five tackles, one try. Siwa Takiaho. 80 minutes, 213 metres. And the quote out of the press conference when uh, Trent Robinson was asked about the performance, we've got this. That was the word that came from the field. The two front rowers spoke to Travis Toomer, don't take us off. I mean, doesn't that give you confidence as a Roosters fan? Imagine being the coach in the box. And he he said, Robbo said quite calmly, I knew just to
1: leave him alone. I mean, that's the quality of coaching. It's the quality of unity and it's the quality of alignment. And you saw the result and it just come through. By the same token, mate, hats off to St. George. They've had a a bit of a checkered start. Yeah, they turned up. I thought they turned up to play footy. And I think, you know, we're in a time in the Roosters footy where it's just a level of class or, you know, sustainability or the grind I don't know what the term is but I tell you what we just grinded
2: that one out talking of big performances Bush what about the performance of our guest tonight Brett Morris generally plays the right hand side of the field in the wing position wing three quarter as they used to say he heads over to the left hand side at left hand center playing uh, in his brother Josh's role and bags a hat trick yeah, silky. I mean, is so versatile, and uh, you know, you can actually just see that uh, you know the
1: confidence that he brings to the team, and, and and the experience. I guess I mean he's done it all. New South Wales level, you know, Kangaroo, uh, you know, St George. He won a grand final there. He's won a grand final here last year. So just brings so much uh, adaptability to our team.
2: And what about Joey Manu at number one? That kick return, the flick pass to to Jay uh, Jared Waira Hargraves, But I thought his performance was second to none. Uh, 200 and none, our two hundred and. Uh, something odd metres he he run for. He was outstanding there on Friday night.
1: Well, Silky, we don't pretend to be experts. And I'll tell you what I learned from Coach Robinson. I think our fans, if you want to learn about how we play, watch the press conferences because... You know he talked about Joey Manu's carries back, yep. and he talked about the quality of those carries. And you go, wow, something you never look at as a fan because we don't read the game like the experts. But I tell you what, we love it like they do. And when you consider that the way he did carry that football back was amazing, and then he also attacked a little bit like Teddy. He's not as dynamic and robust, and as, uh, you know as, probably as aggressive as Teddy in the way that Teddy runs the ball. But he's so skillful. What about the flick pass? It was unbelievable.
2: Also want to mention the number six. I like to call him Sir Simon Ruddle. You uh, you prefer to call him Arturo Toscanini. Uh, most of our Roosters fans would know him as Luke Carey. Look, he's the conductor of the Tide, and the way he just directs the team around the park, uh, once again, a, a display, that show-and-go, just straight onto the post-last tackle. Wow. Yeah, amazing. I
1: know we're not going to talk about this to the end of the year, Silky, and, and, and it's going to be a great uh, opportunity for us to see it. He has to be an absolute shoe-in for a blue oh, jersey. he's got it already. Y- you'd think so. The way he's playing. Look, his form, his confidence, his leadership, the way he's grown into that six, you know, I- I'd love to, and, and and we'll ask him when he's on again this year, just the influence of Cooper Conk. We've sort of touched on it, but I want to have a bit of a deep interview with Luke Keery because he's form, he is the form six in the competition, but he's also the form rooster. And, you know, it's not just, he's playing with such, uh, you know, confidence. It's great for the whole team, the go-forward, I can keep talking.
2: What you need to do, Bush, is YouTube Sir Simon Rattle and just see the way he controls his orchestra. Look, he's uh, currently working with the London Symphony Orchestra, spent a bit of time at the Berlin Philharmonic, but the way that he conducts the woodwind section, the brass, uh, you know, the clarinets, particularly in the woodwind section, and the oboe, they're unbelievable. That's Luke Kerry telling our left-hand side where to go.
1: Yeah, 100%. And he's always done. I mean, look at that try the other night. When we were, when we were down and we were uh, you know, looking like the Dragons were going to throw something at us, yeah. Joey John said, you know, as the commentator in uh, you know, Channel 9, our cousin station, said, this is going to go down to the last minute. Well, not on Luke Keery's watch. He just gets the ball, darts. We all saw it. It was magnificent.
2: Well, I wish we could wax lyrical about that performance all night. But alas, we have a special guest. We're going to be talking to Brett Morris after the break. You're on Roosters Radio, and we'll be right back after this.
1: Well, Roosters fans, as promised, the big names keep on coming. And there's none bigger than our signing from last year. And what a signing he was, Silky. He is a New South Wales Kangaroo, former grand final winner.
2: Oh, he is a grand final well, winner. He's a Bush. grand final
1: winner of two clubs. And what an absolute dynamic winger, centre, fullback. You could put him at hooker. Maybe <laughs> put him at lock now. Victor's gone. He's ball player. There's nothing he can't do in the game. Would you please welcome to Roosters Radio, on debut for the first time, his, his beloved player's name is the Moz. We know him as Brett Morris. Welcome, Brett, and uh, thanks for spending time on Roosters Radio. Oh, no
0: hey, thanks for
1: having me, guys. Well, mate, uh, what can we say? I mean, you've come to this club, and uh, with great family history, with your dad slippery playing at the Roosters, and uh, you know now you've got your brother there. Are we going to create a family dynasty? <laughs>
0: yeah, hopefully. I mean, I've got a young fella, and James has got a young fella, so hopefully down the track somewhere. Um You know, they can wear the same colours. That'd be pretty cool.
1: Very nice. And I tell you what, it'd be nice if they could get three tries like you did. Three tries against your old club, BMoz. Is that uh, something that was a little bit special? How was that?
0: Yeah, it was... Obviously, you got the right call, you know, with Josh being injured. And, um, you know, I've sort of just bounced around the back line um, this year. Um, But, yeah, I enjoy it. It's always a challenge when you're playing a new position. So, for me, on the weekend, it was just about... You know, trying to go out there and, and uh, you know, really try and lock it down with defence. And then, obviously, the attacking side, that, that that uh, you know, that comes along with it. So, um, yeah, it was nice to score three tries. I sort of um, told James it's not too hard being a left centre these days. So, <laughs> mate, he's, uh, he's primed for a big one this weekend and hopefully he can get over the stripe for three.
2: Well, he's hoping. Uh, look, just on uh, last week's game, obviously, the match was soured by the, the injuries to, to Victor and young Sammy Verrills. How was the mood in the dressing room after the match?
0: yeah, look obviously um most folks there were you know pretty devastated, you know we just won the game, but um you know that sort of was you know taken taken the feeling of the win was taken away by you know a lot of those guys um you know you never you never want to see a teammate get injured, but to um to have you know two season ending injuries on the same night yeah it's, it's just devastating So, uh, you know there's some guys in there who are, who are really close uh Mate, you know, with, with Sammy and Rad, and um, you yeah, know, they're pretty rattled after the game. Um, you know, it's something that you you hate seeing, and um, you know, as as a team, you know, we've got to you know overcome that. Injuries are part and parcel of the rugby league, but you know, after the game, yeah, there was a fair bit of um, you know devastation for the lads.
1: Who you know you're, you're approaching uh, 260 games yourself? You're at 259. How's your body? Is, a, is a, you know going well, and especially as you get older as a player. Uh, how are you, you holding up?
0: Yeah, look, you get obviously little niggles here and there. And, um, you know, as you get older, you, you you tend to look after your body a lot better than you do when you're younger. But in saying that, you also take a little bit longer to recover. So there's always little niggles sort of just sort of popping up and um, you just do your best to, to get on top of them early in the week. And, um, you know, you try not to let it affect you too much. Um, you know, you don't want to waste too much time thinking about it because you've got a job to go out and do. So, yeah, look, there's little little bits and pieces here that, you know, sometimes don't feel as good as they should. But, you know, as a footballer, you know what your job is and, and what you need to do to get ready to get out there and do it. And um, You know, that's just what we do week in, week out.
2: Brett, just on your career, and it's it's been, you know, you, you've ticked every box as far as the accolades. Uh, a question from our fans, and it comes from Casey. She says, uh, in a career full of highlights, where does last year's grand final sit?
0: oh look, that's right up there. there is no no doubt about that it's it's the ultimate to win a grand final with the, with with the team that you've trained you know you slogged out the pre-season with uh you know you play 20 um 25 rounds you're there week in week out with each other going um you know through all the battles and in the trenches and um you know when you get to that that ultimate game the grand final and win it yeah i mean there's no better feeling and the first one I won with the Dragons, I was quite young and I just assumed that, you know, I might be in a few more. That You know, that happened, you know, quite often. But as you get older and in the back end of your career, um, you realise how hard they actually are to make and, and to win them. So, um, you know, last year was definitely very special.
2: I mean, I was out there with my family and I can still remember, I think I saw it on the big screen, you, you got the opportunity to share it with, with your own family. That must have been special in itself.
0: Yeah, it was. Um, you know, my <laughs> my eldest girl, she just absolutely loves the footy. She's been in and around the football shed since she was, you know, probably about two years old. You know, walking around handing out water bottles and Gatorades and that sort of thing. So she's grown up and she she just loves the footy now. She, you know, every game she's up late at night watching. She just really enjoys it. So to to for her to to experience that, that's something she'll never forget. Um, you know, I also had the, my two other children there. My my youngest girl and, and the young fella um, yeah there's, there's special moments and special memories that y- you can um, never take away and you'll never forget does
2: that mean we'll see a few more Morris names running around in group seven down there in the south coast uh, sometime sometime soon <laughs> uh,
0: not soon-ish maybe in about <laughs> 10 15 years when when we uh, finish up and head down head down there but um yeah look yeah yeah kids are obviously you know getting to that point now where they're Starting to, to realise what sport is and enjoy it, and um, you know, not going to push push the uh, push them into those sports, but if they want to play it, I'll I'll be more than happy to, to drive them along to them.
1: Beemoz, you played at uh, you know such a, an amazing club at the Dragons. You know with such great history, and and same with the Roosters, a foundation club. What were your first impressions when you arrived uh, at at the Sydney Roosters?
0: Yeah, look, obviously, as soon as you walk through the doors, you see the history. Um, you know, there's the all the names that have played for the club. Um, there's all the, um, you know, the premierships, all the all the trophies that have been won. Um, so you know, as soon as you walk through the doors, it's, it's there for you to see, and um, you know, and it, and it's it's spoken about often, um, the history and the tradition within the within the club. Uh, you know, it's something that's um, not forgotten, and and you know, the people that have come before us, um, how hard they've had to work to to, to keep the club. You know, going and playing well. So when you walk into an organisation like that, you just want to um, you want to do your best and, and you want to succeed as well.
1: Now, Silky's got a little question, mate. He had a bit of a man crush uh, someone close to you when he was a kid. Now, Silky, as a, as a young footballer, wasn't too bad, but he wanted to represent the Roosters, and your dad gave him an opportunity to uh, run him out one day at the SCG, but the only difference is he was the ball boy. Ask Silky uh, your question. About that. No, that, well, well, that,
2: that's, that's actually true, Brett. Oh, I was the ball boy uh, when your old man was there in 87. Was, it, was it was a great year for the Chooks. Unfortunately, he got... Beat right at the end. But did he uh, give you any advice about joining the club? Obviously, Nick Politis was still around then. Did uh, the great man, Slippy Morris, share some wisdom with you?
0: Uh, No, not really. Um, You know, he sort of just let us go on our own path with rugby league. I mean, it's funny how um, things have panned out. But um, he's never sort of pushed us one way or the other. Uh, You know, he's always just been there to support us. And, um, yeah, look, he just watches on. Uh, quietly in the background, he's obviously very proud, and uh, I think obviously once I came over to the Roosters, he was he was pretty excited about that, and and now Josh has come over, he's, he's even more excited. So um, yeah, he I mean he obviously loves uh, you know watching us play, but uh, yeah, to play for the same clubs that he did, um, yeah I think he gets a real kick out of it.
1: Yeah, Brad. I think the fans get a kick out of it. You know, we love Slipper when he comes. You know, he went from halfback to, to wing. I mean, we're old enough to, to remember when he played and he was such a dynamic, quick, fast player. Um, you know, it's amazing. How? What does it mean to you to have your brother Josh come and finish his career at the Roosters with you?
0: Yeah, look, it's awesome. Um, you know, we've you know played a lot of footy together, but we've also spent a lot of time uh, apart throughout our careers. So, um, you know, whenever we're in the same side, you know what you're going to get. We're going to go out there and we're going to compete and we're going to try our hardest. And, you obviously being on different sides of the field, um, you know, here at the Roosters, uh, uh, you know, you want to outdo them. You want the right side to do better than the left side. I mean, it's <laughs> just, a, just a little challenge that, that we've always sort of had, a friendly, friendly rivalry. And, um, yeah, look, Josh is a very experienced player. Um, he knows his role within the team. He knows exactly how to get it done. He knows how to prepare for... To big games of rugby league and um yeah he's just he's a you know an all round player he's great in attack great in defense and he's definitely a guy who has you know helped us these these last couple of weeks for sure we've seen the impact that that he can have on games and um uh, you know he's okay. over there with that left side with Boydie and and Kez and tubes and um uh, you know those guys have probably been the strongest left side in the competition for you know a couple of years now, and uh, you know he's just slotted in there um seamlessly and he's doing really well.
2: Well, I, I I know I speak for all Roosters fans when we say we're glad we've got you both. Looking back at your career and the the teams that you've played for and the the coaches that you've played under, some of the the, the sharpest minds in rugby league Bennett, Des Hasler, Robbo do they do they have similar traits or styles or are they all completely different? Oh,
0: look, they're all different. Um, you know, they're all different in the way that they you know they coach the game in the way that they approach the game. Um, you know, I will say that. You know all those guys there are you know pretty um decent man managers as well they they know what type of player that they've got um you know what their what their best traits are and um you know things that they need to work on um you know so i mean to be a great coach i suppose there's probably things that that you need in in your in your coaching book um you know you've got to be able to uh, you know. Have the, have the tactics to win games. You've got to be able to, you know, manage a, a group of players, you know, that range from a, you know, totally different age group from 18 to, you know, anywhere to in their thirties and, um, you know, and get everyone on the same page week in, week out. So, I mean, you know, those coaches that you named before, they've, you know, they've, they've done that now for quite some time and, um, they've had success at doing it. So, you know, I've, I've been lucky enough to play under some, you know, pretty good coaches.
1: Yeah, this is this is an easy one for you, mate, and it's going to go a long way for both of us. Who's your favourite?
0: Um, look, I'd, I'm being biased but I'd ha- I would have to say Robbo. Um, you know, I've really enjoyed the last uh, you know eighteen months uh, learning under Robbo um, as a as a footballer. You know, you probably think that you know everything after uh, you know fourteen, fifteen seasons, but you know there's still room there to grow and 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 to learn and. Um, you know, the way that Robbo approaches his footy, um, yeah, I've really enjoyed uh, being coached by Trent. So, um, you know, obviously the, the winning in the game, the football, and that that, that plays a big part as well. Um, but, yeah, if I'm being completely honest, it has to be
2: Robbo. And, much just on that, what has Robbo taught you that you've, you know, added to your repertoire?
0: Oh, look, just little things within the game, um, you know, mentality things, uh, you know, uh, about picking sides apart uh uh you know the patterns in which they play and and seeing them early so that you you know what you know you know what's coming next basically it's um almost pro- programming you to to be a step ahead of the opposition, which is um you know I found um you know quite interesting and um yeah, it definitely helps when you're out there on the field if if you can know the uh opposition inside out
1: has the same effect on Silky and I, mate. There's a nude statue of Mitch Orbison and Boyd Corder in our studio, only gazumped by the one of Robbo. And, uh, you know, the way you're playing and your brother playing, we might have uh, room for a couple more. So, mate, we're a show of the fans, by the fans and for the fans. Just a question in from Angus, one of our fans. It went global when we said we had you on, mate. Even questions come in from China. Uh, Are you still available for New South Wales?
0: No, no, no. I'm well and truly done and dusted uh in the origin arena mate. I've uh I enjoyed my time there while I was playing but um yeah, for me personally, you know, my full focus goes into club football these days. Um you know, I know there's a lot of young guys there who are chomping at the bit to play Origin and I think it'd be selfish as a as an older guy to try and um, you know, think back in there. Uh, you know, yep. as I said, I really enjoyed my time playing Origin but it, um, yeah, no, my, my time is well and truly over. And, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I love watching it on TV, but I, I don't sit there and go, geez, I want to be back playing this again. <laughs>
2: yeah, I think you've just put a smile on the faces. of <laughs> a little, Yeah, a little, I'm smiling, lot of as you said. <laughs> <laughs> and, BMOS, that leads into another fan question. And we had this multiple times, and I think you know what it's going to be. Uh, you know, off the back of what you've just said there, will you and Josh consider playing one more year?
0: Yeah, look, that's something that we're going through at the moment. Um, you know, at the moment where, you know, winning games of footy, the body's not feeling too bad. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's something that, uh, over the next couple of weeks, I'll seriously sit down and have a really hard think about. Um, you know, I've really enjoyed, as I said, the last 18 months of footy here at the Roosters. And, uh, to me personally, it's not a decision that, um, you know, I want to rush. I want to take my time and, and make sure I cover all my bases and, um, you know there's a lot, a lot that goes into making a decision to to play on for you you know another year especially uh, with my family I've got a young family and um it's all they've ever seen me do so you know they'll they'll be a big part of it and um you know obviously if the club <laughs> want me to stay then yeah I mean that's a another thing as well so I uh, haven't got an answer for you at the moment hope in a couple of weeks that um you yeah, that'll be something that we can uh, talk about
1: yeah, well, whatever decision you make, mate, you'll have the full support of rugby league fans across the board, and particularly Roosters fans. Uh, B Moz can I ask you, what does life after footy potentially look like for you in a professional scene? I know you're studying and you're, you're doing lots of stuff. Have you, you got a trade or consideration that you, you, you an interest that you might, uh, we might know about?
0: Uh, well, at the moment, I'm doing a carpentry course at TAFE. I've always enjoyed, um, you know, woodwork as, as a young fella coming through school. I always enjoyed that. So it's something that I've just picked up. Um, sort of halfway through that. But, um, you know, I, I don't intend on being on the tools five days a week as soon as I finish footy. I <laughs> think I've worked too hard to, to do that. But, um, you know, my wife, uh, she has quite a good job. Um, you know, she, she works extremely hard as well. And, um, you know, I think probably for the first sort of six months, I'll, I'll just, uh, kick back and relax, uh, let, let the body heal after whatever, whatever how long it's been. And, um, yeah, stay at home dad sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> do, the, do the lunches, do the school
2: drop-offs, and go sit in cafes. <laughs> Put the food uh, listen, up for a while. Listen, mate, I did it for six months. It's not all that's cracked up to be. Believe me. There's plenty of housework that's to be done. <laughs> oh, mate, I don't,
0: I don't mind the housework. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a job for me that I can just uh, zone out. So yeah, maybe, maybe a stay at
2: home dad. All right. Now, listen. This is the last question, mate. We really appreciate your time, and it's actually not a question. It's more of a scenario. So. If I can just paint the picture, it's your final game for the club. It's it's in a grand final. It could be this year, it could be next year. Who knows? There's a minute and a half to go. Teddy makes a break down the sideline. You're backing up. You pick up the ball at about 30, 40 metres out and the line's open and screaming up on the inside is your brother Josh. Do you pass him the ball or do you get the glory yourself? Oh, it depends.
0: If the fullback's coming across to tackle me, I'll probably pass it but if there's
2: no one in front of me, I'm pinning it. and going for <laughs> it. Well, mate, on that note, b thank you so much for joining us on Roosters Radio. And, you know, I, I know we speak for all the fans. Uh, when the decision time comes, it'll be the right one. We're enjoying watching you play and keep scoring tries, mate. Cheers, guys.
0: Thanks for having me.
2: Thanks so much. Long live your success, mate. Well, Silky, you know, what a great ambassador for rugby league
1: and, and what a great ambassador for, for his family and himself. I mean, you know, three young kids. When you see the career and the class of the Morris boys on and off the field, they always seem happy. I remember that game when they were playing. I think they were playing. But they
2: they do look like they're enjoying their football, don't yeah, they? They're like, always seem to be I think
1: it was St George versus Canterbury. Uh, they played against each other, and a fight broke out. And I remember oh, they had the had mucking that, around. The yeah. muck around. You know what I mean? Just, just playful. I mean, you know. But at the same time, um, lethal athletes. So I think they're highly respected by the opposition.
2: And I I, I love the bit where there's a bit of sibling rivalry too. You know, they play both sides of the field. Well, you've been and there's a little bit of a little one-up-a-thon there. Like, I, I'll tell you who I'll be having a little slight oh, bet on for a first s- try scorer this week.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> I was going to say to you, you might want to have a word to your man Luke Carey about giving some love out to the right side
2: because it seems like the left's just got it all happening. Yeah, that's right, Bush. Well, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll be going straight into this week's big matchup against the Melbourne Storm. You're on Roosters Radio. and We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to Roosters Radio and obviously with all that's going on down there in Melbourne at the moment, there's been a a bit of media talk about this Thursday night match being played up there in Queensland. I should also mention to all our Queensland fans, uh, you can get to the footy. They've got a 25% capacity for Thursday night up there in Brisbane. So Roosters fans, get out there and support your team. Uh, No bush, no problem. How do you see it? Yeah, it's going to be a tough game,
1: Silky. I think Melbourne are going to come at us with a little something different. Munster's going to be a big loss for them. But a little bit like St. George last week, I don't think we underestimated St. George. I think they come at us how we thought. The problem with when you're in the form that the the Roosters are in and you're the reigning premiers, everyone lifts for your game. So Melbourne are a classy side. They're highly uh, respected and well coached, as we all know. So I'm really looking forward to this. I think it's going to be a lot tighter than what we've had. We've put uh, 13-plus on our last five games and uh, this one is going to be a lot closer. And I think you'll see the class of uh, Melbourne, you know, just come through. But I still think a Roosters victory. I'm going to give you a score line. Yeah, hit me with it. Yeah. Roosters 22, Melbourne 12.
2: Yeah, I like it. Look... Uh, it'll be interesting to see how we bounce back after last week's performance. Uh, obviously, we're going to have a few uh, new faces in the lineup, But having said that, they're not going to be new as in we haven't seen them. You know, We'll see Nat Butcher play a more prominent role. I also note that Puasa Farmacilli has been brought back from the Warriors from loan, so wouldn't be surprised to see if he gets a run. Obviously, at the time of recording, the, the team hasn't been announced yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if Coach Robinson has a couple of uh, you know little trick plays uh, from the playbook to... Uh, throw belly bellyache as he's done in the past. So really looking forward to Thursday night's match. Uh, score prediction from me, I think it's going to be a tight one. I'm going to say 18-14 Roosters.
1: Yeah, and Silky, you just mentioned something there for the fans to salivate over. Bellamy versus Robinson. What tricks have they got? I know he changes it up all the time, uh, Coach Trent Robinson. He's probably got something up his sleeve we haven't seen yet. He trains for certain games. He trains for situations. He trains for conditions, sides of the field. It's going to be salivating. And something for the punters, fresh off our chat with
2: Brett Morris. Josh Morris to score two tries.
1: Well, wouldn't that be good? Some value there, Silky, for Roosters fans. And speaking of Roosters fans, nice to see long-term member Wayne Leong on the website. Uh, he returned to Live Rugby League last week. And let's hope we see those big flags up in Brisbane. He's part of the 25% capacity crowd cheering on our boys. He flies everywhere.
2: Well, that's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. We want to thank our special guest, the one and only Brett Morris, B. Moz. That's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. Easter, Easter win. win. They're great to see in action, these boys will show the way Put the roosters on the field, they'll show you how to play Here comes the roosters, but best we've ever seen The red, white, and roosters, the eastern summer team Feast to win, are out pride, let everybody knows. If you play this football game,
0: beware the roosters grow. They're great to see in action, these boys who show the way. Put the roosters on the field, they'll show you how to play. Here come the roosters, the best we've ever seen. The red, white, and roosters, the Easter.